Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Get yours with 20% off and free shipping with the code GATORSBREAK at manscaped.com. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Last scrimmage of 2021 fall camp. It's happened last one, last time, or the next time the team will get together. In pads, in the swamp, it'll be game one. It'll be game one versus FAU, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Look, we only one more Saturday left without Gators football. So there we go. I'm not much of a countdown guy, but when you get this close, you can't help but uh, look ahead and uh, figure, you know, and, and pinpoint and, and look on the calendar when that game is. And look, we're not far. Only one more Saturday without Gator football. For the next four months or so. So, all right. Plenty to get into with this uh, final scrimmage of 2021 fall camp. Um, you know, Mullen said, uh, we, we, we'll, we'll hear from Dan Mullen. Uh, he spoke to, yeah, spoke to the media on Monday, uh, the day after the uh, scrimmage. So, get to pick his brain a little bit of, of what he's seen all throughout fall camp after the last scrimmage. Heading into this uh, week of, um, he said, they were kind of, this week, we'll, they'll be working on uh, the special parts uh, of the team. Third down offense, third down defense, um, special teams, red zone offense, all that good stuff. That's what they'll be working on this coming up week uh, to you know, fine-tune everything before they get into game prep week next week versus FAU. So a lot to get into. I'll give you my scrimmage news and notes. I had, uh, luckily, again, uh, fell into my lap. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes – Sometimes it's just the way it plays out. I don't believe in luck all too much, but, you know, right place, right time, I guess. Um, luckily, had someone uh, at the uh, at the uh, scrimmage uh, able to, to send some basic, you know, not too detailed. Uh, there, we'll get into all that, all the news and notes coming out of there. Um, don't want to get too specific there. Uh, so, 
but it's, it's as specific as it was sent to me. So that's that's is what that's how I'll put it here uh, for these news and notes coming out of the final scrimmage. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're checking us out here on Gators Breakdown YouTube channel, whether it be live, whether it be the replay. Like button, subscribe button. It really, really helps us out here. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't done so yet. Let's get into the news and notes. First of all, not a lot of starters either. They either sat out or they didn't play at all. Um, no or hardly any. Trey Dean, Travis Johnson, uh, Valentino, Newkirk up front, Cox up front, um, Miller, Carter, Moon, all those guys, you know, either didn't play or didn't play uh, or, or very, played very little. Elam back there as well. Uh, Copeland on offense. I mean, pretty much if you have a spot in the starting rotation, you didn't play or barely played at all. Um, so I'm going to give you the rundown of the notes as they were just sent to me uh, as the scrimmage was going on. Um, first couple drives, each side. Uh, one the first team offense and first team uh, or second team offense three and outs. Uh, but then Emory has a moving on the second series. Naquan Wright was looking good, almost scored from the twenty down to the three, and then he scores on a toss sweep for six. So Naquan Wright with a um, uh, an appearance early on in the second scrimmage. So then AR fifteen with a big scramble for thirty five yards. AR with a back shoulder throw to Baby Hindo. Xavier Henderson, and then a little wheel route to a running back. Uh, kind of, uh, I've heard Lingard, I've heard Pierce, uh, both were active in the passing game uh, for the offense uh, early on. So um, the wheel route went to one of those guys. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see there. And then later on, uh, Jamarcus Weston loses his footing. Marshall gets an interception. Emory was the quarterback there. Post route on a 50-50 ball. Um, so, you know, of course, without the eyes there, our eyes, my eyes, to be able to look at it, you know, Weston loses his footing, Marshall gets the interception. So I heard you know, some physical plays from Marshall's, what I heard about the second scrimmage and him and what he was bringing to the table. Uh, he just seems to be around the ball. The first couple scrimmages, uh, he's been able to, to get his hands on the ball, whether it be pick up, picking it off, whether it be deflecting it. Marshall is around the ball uh, a good bit. Okay, here we go. AR-15 with another nice drive. Killed him with a great RPO touchdown run. Uh, and then um, it was explained to me there, you know, for sure some of the defensive line starters didn't play, but Chris Bogle out there looking good. Uh, and then Emory, a few decent drives. One just ended in a field goal right before their halftime of the scrimmage. And then coming out of that, AR-15 with a nice touchdown to Pouncey. Uh, AR, quote, AR Bowen. Anthony Richardson had a really good scrimmage <laughs> uh, here, here uh, for, for the offense did better than they did last week uh, with, with this scrimmage. Both quarterbacks played uh, much better in this scrimmage. Uh, Emory with a nice touchdown drive that ended with a Bowman touchdown. Uh, Emory looks good with his legs just a little while longer. Bowman rips off 45 yard touchdown run. If you're on Twitter, if you're on social media, you've probably seen that run <laughs> a good bit. Uh, and then uh, somewhere along the way, Nick Elkson's the tight end there, shovel pass. The uh, shovel pass we, we we have missed so much <laughs> and that we saw so much back with Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, and the, the, the tight end shovel pass. Elkson's was on the receiving end of one of those uh, in, in the scrimmage. So, you know, luckily get to see uh, hopefully that play uh, back again uh, for, for, for the Gators. And then he says defense had a good night. Better night for the offense than last week. 
offense was making some plays. So defense probably, if you want to quote-unquote determine a winner for that, defense probably still a little bit ahead. Offense did some much better things uh, along the way. You heard uh, in the summary there, that's was kind of a play-by-play, just a little bit, not really play-by-play. Uh, it was just, you know, some updates that were coming my way every few minutes or so. So uh, in discussing with that same uh, person uh, the, who was able to see it, said AR just seems to move the offense better. I mean, like I said, this is coming from – we don't get to look at it. Not a lot of notes coming out there, uh, but it just seemed uh, from – the eyes that I had there, AR moving the offense a bit better overall. And as I said uh, before, and going back to last week's scrimmage, you know, I'm, we don't know the circumstances. Ones on ones, two versus two, they mixed it up. As we, as I also mentioned just a few minutes ago, with this scrimmage, a lot of the starters were out. Um, so you know, you, you you see how see how that can play a part. And without us being there to see ourselves, you know, when we get notes like this. Uh, you you kind of just take them how you want them. I can't tell you how to take them. Can't tell you how to think without seeing it myself first. But you know, of course, if the info is out there, we definitely share it. You can trust the info, uh, but make of it what you will. Take it um, take it how you will, uh, and you know, don't take it too far either way. <laughs> That's the best way I can probably put it right now. Uh, and then uh, Shannon Snell, I was on Twitter Spaces um, Monday morning. And you know, just kind of hosting a chat there on Twitter. And Shannon Snell, former Gator offensive lineman, jumped in as well. Uh, second time he's did that, so big thanks to him for uh, hopping on the Twitter Spaces. Uh, he did say the interior of the offensive line played well, uh, but of course, you know, up front defense they were missing some pieces. Uh, but uh, off- the interior offensive line did well, opened some running lanes uh, for the running backs. As you mentioned, we'll hear from Dan Mullen. I asked him about Naquan Wright after hearing that he had a, a good start. Uh, to the scrimmage. We'll get more into that a little bit as well. Was also told Jordan Pouncey is a wide receiver that keeps finding himself open a, a good bit this fall camp. Needs to be more consistent catching the ball. Two running back sets are being used, uh, mostly with Pierce being one, one of those uh, uh, two backs. Clearly, I know we see the highlights out there. This is also coming from who, who, uh, the uh, source I have who was able to be at the scrimmage. Bowman is different. Bowman is a different playmaker out there. You can just see it. He looks different than all the other running backs Florida has. Most of it's because he's the best playmaker at the position, and it's not even close in that regard. But he still has to come around of the other parts of the game. I heard the coaching staff talk about that last week. But as far as playmaking ability goes, Bowman's up there. Uh, and talking to playmakers one more time, Jason Marshall, the better playmaker uh, of you know fighting for that second cornerback spot uh, there with Avery Helm mostly. Uh, I think it's a good battle going on between those guys, but uh, it does seem your Marshall maybe around the ball just a little bit more, maybe highest to higher upside. You can see the the playmaking ability uh, from the people that that are there. He's very getting noticed uh, as far as being around the ball, making plays on the ball, uh, and you know, inserting himself really well into that secondary. We'll get to hear more uh, from Dan Mullen about that secondary uh, as well. Coming up here, he spoke to the media. Uh, we got to. Pepper him with questions a, a good bit about you know, the team scrimmage uh, and you know, kind of where they're at in fall camp uh, right now and lots and lots to get into. But, you know, second scrimmage all over with. 
make of it what you will. That was I'm just uh, I'm lucky and lucky enough to be able to share that info uh, with you guys. Not a lot of detail. Don't want a lot of detail out there uh, right now. The coaches are hiding this stuff for a reason. Um, you know who's making plays and all that kind of stuff. Not really going to bother anybody uh, out there. But which can't share. Well, I don't even know either. But you know formations and personnel, all that kind of stuff. How that all that stuff works. So. You know, uh, who's doing well, who's not doing well. Uh, not really going to hurt anybody out there uh, as far as some scrimmage notes, news and notes goes. So, all right, before we get to Dan Mullen and what he had to say the day after the team's final scrimmage, support for Gators Breakdown is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, you heard that right, the lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off, and free shipping with the code GATORSBREAK at manscaped.com. Sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer makes shaving time an easy time. Have the lawnmower 4.0 um, in your bathroom. You got to have it smoother, faster, better. This fourth-generation trimmer Features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce skin grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. No worries. Shaving below the waist. Multi-function on-off switch. The LED spotlight. Wireless charging. And let's be honest. If you're shaving your face with the same uh, body trimmer, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Have the Manscaped 4.0. Get it. Get it in your bathroom. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're using one for your face as well, you, you're doing it wrong. That's not the way you do it. Let's go. 20% off. Free shipping with the code GATORSBREAK. 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com using code GATORSBREAK. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. All right. Let's get into what Dan Mullen had to say. Uh, he was asked about Anthony Richardson and his progress. Uh, you know, and like as I said, if um, the notes that I gave you uh, there from the second scrimmage, it seemed like AR had a really, really good night. Probably got out there a little bit. So Dan Mullen was asked about AR's performance. Yeah, I think he looked great. Uh, you know, I think he's prepared himself to be the starter, and which is what you want. You know, so uh, you know he's going to be ready to get on the field, and uh, you know, uh, in just about any situation that it is. Now it's our job to kind of put him in the different situations um, you know so that he has that experience in every different possible scenario for when he is on the field preparing a, preparing a quarterback at, at least have two ready uh, that's how I take a lot of this Kyle Trask was ready to go when Felipe Franks goes down saved the Gators season made the Gators a contender in 2020 it's a defense had coming along but the, the offense was just fine you got to have another quarterback ready to go you know Honestly, you know, nipping at Emory Jones Hills is, is Anthony Richardson playing really well. Still think this is an Emory Jones team right now, but you can't deny the positivity you hear from AR and what he's doing in fall camp right now. Quarterback controversy, no, not right now. <laughs> I still don't see that uh, right now, but he is pushing. Uh, he's doing really well. Um, I know there's a lot of thought out there of, you know, could he at some point take over during during the season? Got to see it play out. I, I don't want to take too much from fall camp. Don't want to take too much from you know, scrimmage news and notes. It is what they. It is what it is. We got to see how these guys do under the lights. Uh, do, do you, 
is it welcome news that you're hearing good stuff about Anthony Richardson? Absolutely. But without being there, without seeing these quarterbacks and the situations that they're put in, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty sure not, I guess here, I'm, I'll, I'll completely admit, I guess here, probably not in the same situations for both Emory and AR, probably working on different things uh, there. So the, the, the words of hearing, you know, Emory Jones struggling and Anthony Richardson doing better, it may just be because the scenarios the coaching staff's putting them in. I don't know. We don't know. Coaching staff knows for sure. Uh, so, you know, if, I'm sure if a move would need to be made, it will be made. Uh, but for right now, I still have full confidence in Emory Jones, him being the quarterback, but also full confidence in that Anthony Richardson will be ready to take over if need be. So, guys, you know, if you've listened to Gators Breakdown, especially the last couple of years, especially last year in the run game and the struggles there and how I looked at it was the explosiveness. No explosiveness in the run game. I had to ask Dan Mullen about that because, look, we all saw it. We all saw the the Marcus Bowman run on social media and and the big pop and the big explosion you get from him. This is two weeks in a row. We've seen uh, a run from him go the distance, be a home run threat in the backfield. That's what Demarcus Bowman brings to the table. Florida's got to find a way for, uh, I think, to get that. But with a more run approach on offense, that opens the door just in general for more explosive plays. So I asked Dan Mullen about that and Naquan Wright, uh, how he's coming along this fall as well. Last year we did a pretty good job with the run game, uh, being efficient. But uh, you do. I think the O-line um, you know, was pretty good. The O-line's been, been doing pretty well, to be honest with you. The ones uh, really solid. We, we didn't, a lot of ones, ones didn't get many reps last night. Um, a lot of just seeing who's ready and who's prepared to play. And, you know, a lot of those guys have played. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I think when you look at the experience with the offensive line and the experience at running back, you have an opportunity for more explosive plays out of that position. And, and you've seen it. Naquan's done a great job. You know, I mean, he, Naquan's a really intelligent guy, uh, understands the offense, understands the system, uh, is, a, you know, is, is a really good receiver out of the back, uh, backfield as well. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I think being an intelligent guy, understanding the game a lot, he puts himself in very good positions out there on the field and understanding whether it's understanding the blocking scheme, the protection or route running. Um, I think he does a great job with that. So, uh, you know, I, I, and those guys all do a real those guys all understand we have some good, solid depth at that position. And I think they've embraced that with the special teams, which is so critical. That's what the meeting's going to be about today. Um, is so much about special teams and guys' roles on special teams. And if you're not on special teams, I don't know how you're going to get on the bus, um, you know, to dress. And, and big news, big words there from Dan Mullen about, hey, you better be you better be good in special teams. As deep as this running back room is, if you want to be on the field, you better be doing your job in special teams as well. So DeMarcus Bowman, I think, is going to get that chance uh, of being kick returner, punt returner in, in some form or fashion. I think we'll see him out there. But I think this is more for other guys you know, to separate themselves as well. Uh, the top three are pretty safe. Uh, Pierce, Davis, Wright, you know, what can Lingard do? What can Bowman do? That's the, still the biggest questions, I think. You know, we still see – we all see these big runs uh, on social media from, from Bowman and think the staff has to find a way to get the ball in his hands. Uh, Lingard has been uh, – you go back to spring, probably some, – some said the, the best running back overall out of spring with Bowman going down and, and, and um, 
not taking part after the first week of spring that Lorenzo Lingard may have had the best spring out of all the running backs. But then you got the experience of a Damian Pierce and a Malik Davis and now a Naquan Wright, who, as I said, Wright started off really well. Lingard played really well, too. I was told Damian Pierce, you know, those uh, little swing passes out of the backfield, really, really hard to stop. Quote was told, and this is not going to be a, just a Florida problem right now. It's going to be another another team's problem going down the road. Cornerbacks do not want to tackle Damian Pierce. Get the ball on the outside where he's got a DB one on one with him, and it may not it may not end up pretty for that defensive back, that quarterback trying to make a tackle uh, on Damian Pierce there. So um, we saw that versus Georgia last year too. I think he had a little swing pass, he breaks the tackle, and he's off to the races uh, there. So, but going back, that was just you know a lot of the passing game and and going there for for Pierce. But now. Going back to my main point and the explosion that we need to see from the running back position, we see that from DeMarcus Bowman in these highlights, and that's why he's garnering, garnering, garnering the attention of maybe you know, trying to be that guy. But, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, you might have that, that, that ability to do that if he can't come along in the playbook before that tendency gets out, out there, before teams are picking up on – what kind of plays are running with Bowman out there? You know, if he does struggle, struggle pass blocking, maybe you can get away with that toward the beginning of the year before teams pick up on it. But as the season goes along, he's going to have to progress there for the offense not to be telegraphed. But at the, some people are, you know, I know some of you out there is like, well, I don't care if it's telegraphed. If he's that good, he's going to break plays. He's going to make plays anyway, and that can be true to a point. But you know how the staff is; they are going to reward being able to do everything, pass blocking, knowing what to do in um, it, just within the offense, um, help, helping out everybody else, uh, be, being a, um, running the right routes, everything that comes outside of just being able to get the ball and run, the staff's going to reward that. And that's why Pierce and Davis and Wright are going to be on the field a, a, a whole lot. But whoever it is, and teaming up with this offensive line, you've got to have more explosive runs. Dan Mullen says he's seeing that. And, look, I think you're going to see it just because you're going to be running the ball more anyway. But uh, I do think with, with, with this focus in, in this run run approach offense that uh, you, you should see it uh, a bit more. I think uh, some of these backs have the capability to do that, Not maybe not on a consistent basis. I think that's where you might get that from uh, – Maybe right to a point. I still think he probably misses that top end speed. Malik Davis, maybe if he can get back to the 2017 uh, Malik Davis, but you're still thinking, I think, looking at Lingard and Bowman for more of your explosive runs. You go back to these running backs last year, only five carries over 20 yards. And most of that was Malik Davis. I think he had three. Pierce had one. Wright had one. I think that's how it broke out. Five runs over 20 yards. The Gators have got to be more explosive, especially in this now, in this offense now. So I think just because of giving more numbers, more chances, they'll they'll top that easily. But also, purely, you've just got to do it just to make the offense better. I think the offensive line taking another step and uh, being more comfortable in this offense, running backs will benefit. You'll see some bigger runs uh, from this Gator offense. But they, that that's the thing. One thing I think you have to look for when this season's over with. It's how much better Florida got in explosive runs from the running back position. All right, let's switch it to the other side of the ball now. And two coaches we haven't heard from yet this fall. I'm sure that's coming up soon. Uh, but they, uh, Dan Muller was asked about the secondary being coached by Wesley McGriff and Jules Montanar. 
getting together and making sure everybody's on the same page, you know, of, of, uh, you know, there's, a, there's, when you look at it, you know, you have the, the two safety positions, two corner positions and a, and a star position, you know, and it's, it's when you look at all of those things, it's making sure all, every one of those guys communicate and everyone's on the same page. I think they've done a great job of doing that, of helping the young guys develop and getting themselves prepared and, and the mindset and the leadership and just the attitude and the demeanor within the room. Uh, I think they've done a great job improving that and, you know, of getting the, the secondary to work as one whole unit uh, instead of as somewhat independent contractors. There's that phrase again, independent contractors. Dan Mullen brought it up at SEC Media Days. Um, and he was talking about the defense just in general there, but now talking about just the secondary. And all right, well, a lot of those independent contractors that he brought up at SEC Media Days, sounds like some of them were in that, that, that secondary there. So, you know, it was incumbent. It was, in, it was instrumental in this, these, these uh, defensive back coaches coming in, McGriff and Montanar, they had to come in and, and, and at least fix – the communication issues, Dan Mullen brought that up. Leadership there, I think the mentality of the defensive backfield, a lot of it, uh, it was, it, it had to be done. The, uh, look, you didn't get rid of Todd Grantham. Something had to be done. Secondary coaches, that's where the move was made. That's where you get rid of Torian Gray, you get rid of Ron English. Uh, it was imperative that these guys come in, get this defensive backfield on the same page. We can't hound it enough. Uh, we we did hound it enough about the communication issues that were back there on the back end of this defense. That had to be the main focus of spring, probably the main focus early in camp to make sure those guys remembered everything from the spring to be on the same page. And a lot of it's going to come from the coaching, and a lot of it's going to become coaching on game day. You know what happens on game day as well. It was it wasn't just the players that looked confused and getting players on and off the field and and what play to run. It it was coming from the sideline. We heard that as well. Uh, dating back to last year and some of the problems that were on defense. So now you hear you, you hear Dan Mullen come out and say the communication, getting the guys on the same page, because there's a lot of faces back there. And now trying to be on the same page with all the newness of the coaching staff, all the newness of the players back there, it's imperative that they, they, they fix that and fix it pretty quick. So that kind of goes into the uh, next topic here before we wrap it up. That DB battle, the DB bat battle back there, that second quarterback spot, a second safety spot, there's a lot going on back there in that defensive backfield. There's a bunch of guys in the secondary that haven't been in scenarios. Like Kyrie's been in situations. Trey Dean's been in situations. Rashad Torrance has been in situations. And Trevez Johnson's been in some situations. You know, um, none of the other guys have really been in those situations much before. So, you know, it's how they're going to not just their growth and development, how they're doing a practice, how that transitions into a specific game plan from one week to the next. Uh, for us, guys are doing that. And so there's guys earning reps and there'll be a bunch of guys that will play in the secondary. And, and as they get to see, they get that opportunity to go show that they can translate not just from practice, but that translate onto game experience. And the better they do on game day, the more reps they're going to get the next week. Sounds like this battle is going to go into some games. Uh, so it will be game reps that will separate there. I'm okay with that. You know, we're a couple weeks from the first game of the season. Does Florida really have to make a decision on Avery Helm and Jason Marshall before then? I mean, some, some somebody's going to have to start, of course. 
But whoever's getting the most reps versus Alabama and Georgia and LSU, does that have to be decided right now? No, I think you want to see how these guys are going to perform under the lights. You know, Jason Marshall, a true freshman, you want to see how he performs under the lights. Avery Helm, a player who has barely contributed for Florida, you want to see how he plays under the lights. So these game reps are going to be very important for these guys, I think, to take hold of these spots that are back there. You you, you heard Dan Mullen say, look, here's the guys we have experience that have experience back there and just some experience back there. It's not many. It's not many. We used to not worry about that at Florida. If you were a defensive back, it didn't matter how much experience you had. Now, don't get me wrong. You were getting better as you went on. But if you were throwing a true freshman back there, you didn't really worry about it. Now, after what we saw last year and some of the um, lack of confidence out there that I know many of you have uh, for this defensive coaching staff, you know, you wonder now what the what what uh, you're going to get out of these defensive backfields and the coaching changes are going to go a long way. You know, making sure these guys are on the same pages, but. A lot of it's just really going to come from experience, like Dan Mullen says. You got to get the guys out there. Got to get them playing, playing experience. Um, Elam has done it. Trent Dean has done it. Torrance to an here we go. Torrance to an extent. Travis Johnson to an extent. I mean, so those are guys who have experience. But I mean, besides D- Dean and Elam, and then Dean, you know, now is basically playing at safety, basically playing his third position since he's been at Florida. Um, he's running around back there looking a lot better, looking a lot more confident, a lot more aggressive uh, from what we hear this fall camp. So that'd probably be a good fit there. But he doesn't have necessarily have a whole lot of experience, as much experience as Kyrie Elam has at, you know, at least one position. He's been moved around uh, a lot, missed some time last year even playing safety, uh, and, and then came back with a great play in the SEC championship game before I mean, he gets a blindside hit uh, there. So you see the playmaking ability. He got better as the year went on last year, but Florida just doesn't have a lot of experience back there. And it sounds like Dan Mullen thinks this really going that battle's going to go into the season. You still have what, Elijah Blades back there and Perkins, the two other players that you're going to insert into this defensive battle backfield, uh, defensive battle, you know, backfield battle. I think I'm getting tongue twisted, uh, stepping on myself here. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's so many battles going on back there, and it's going to go into the season before uh, I think we see any kind of consistency of maybe who starts, who gets the most reps, who gets the most plays back there. Be fun to see. It'd be fun to see how that one shake up. At least there's a lot of comp- competition back there. I mean, Kamara Wilcoxon is another player. Mordecai McDaniel's another player. Florida's got a lot of faces, a lot of names. Got to see how it all shakes out. The one black playing a little bit of safety as well uh, as another player that will that will try to battle his way into the rotation. I mean, there's just a, a lot of names. Got to figure it all out. Got to figure it all out. And it sounds like it's going to go into the season before Florida, you know, really just sits there and um, you know may, may see a different starter every week. <laughs> we, we don't know. Uh, you'd like to see somebody you know, grab the bull by the horns and, and, and take the spot, but. That's where it stands right now. Sounds like some of the battles will be going on into the season. So, all right, that would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. We'll have Ben Troop on this week to talk about his new book releasing and coming out. You'll be able to get the details of how to get that. Uh, but uh, missed him last week. Ben Troop will be on Gators Breakdown this week. So, guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. We'll check you out later on this week.